bringing relevant and engaging insights to human resource and talent development professionals. This is Talent Champions with Diana Thomas, sponsored by Franklin Covey. Here is your host, Diana Thomas. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Talent Champions. I'm Diana Thomas, and I'm honored to serve as your host. I am thrilled to have a friend and networking colleague, Judy Braun, joining us today to discuss the important topic of confidence. Judy has over 25 years of experience in HR, specializing in organizational development, leadership development, succession planning, performance management, and capability building. Wow. And she's done this in a variety of industries and fields. Judy currently provides executive coaching, leadership development, and team development through Braun Leadership Consulting. She's the author of the book, Show Up Confidently, Practical Strategies for Building Confidence Throughout Your Career. Welcome, Judy. Thank you, Diana. Happy to be here today. So before we get into today's topic, I thought maybe you could share a little of your background and what brought you to the place that you're in today with our audience. I'd be happy to. You know, as you mentioned, I've had the great opportunity to work for a lot of different companies. I've worked for big corporations for most of my career and then 10 years in professional services, both a law firm, which is very different from corporate America, and an executive search firm. And then six years ago, I started my own business. And what it's taught me is that while the industries might have been very different, what is common is the need to be a strong leader and the need to have confidence. And that's something that I'm really passionate about. And and I'm passionate about it because I have always thought of myself as a confident person, but I've also lost my confidence and I know what that feels like. So what I really love doing now that I have my own practice is I love helping leaders strengthen their leadership and communication skills and style. I help them build strong teams. And for those leaders who might be struggling with confidence a bit, I love helping them to Um, renew and strengthen their confidence. Great. And I loved your book. It was full of practical advice. It was short, concise, to the point. You had some great research that you referenced in there. And I I just thought it was a great representation of who you are, just genuine, authentic, just willing to share with others tips, uh, not only that you've learned from other people because you cite some great experts, but also things that you've learned and mistakes that you've made. And I love how you talked about you can lose your confidence at times, but then you go back and regain it and you walk through how to do that. So I just think it's a really great book for anybody that wants to improve their confidence or for those leaders that aren't sure how to coach other people to be confident. Yeah, thank you, Diana. I appreciate that because I've seen how important confidence is for somebody to be successful. And yet sometimes people can't put their finger on what is it that makes somebody not show up confidently? Or how do I help this person be more confident? So I really wanted to make sure that it wasn't abstract. I, w- I really wanted to bring it down to the ground and, and have it be very practical, very grounded with some strategies that, that anybody could pick up. 
Yeah, I love that. And when I was writing my book about being more strategic, it was the same thing that was guiding me is how do you make this tangible so that people not only can understand it, but then they can absorb it and do things differently. So it is all about that. So great. So you talk about how important building confidence is at all stages in your career. So maybe you could give us from your point of view, why is confidence so important to your overall career success? First of all, in corporate America, I was involved in many, many talent review sessions and many high potential programs. And now as an independent coach, I work with a number of people that might be very successful but for whom confidence is a stumbling block. And what I've learned is that it doesn't matter how smart you are or how much experience you have. What matters in order to be successful is other people's confidence in your ability to lead projects or lead teams or your ability to convey your point of view or your ability to have difficult conversations with employees or with clients. And all of those things require you to look confident to others because they don't care, quite honestly, how smart you are. Um, Yes, that's important, but it's also important that, that you show up as somebody who is not afraid to make decisions or to lead others. And so that's why having confidence both internally and then being able to show it externally so that others have confidence in you is so important in order for you to be successful. Yeah. People, and I really believe, especially bosses, want to know that you're confident in what you're doing and that you have the ability to do your job. And I think this is sometimes where people can be too visible or transparent that they might not have those skills. And I love what you talked about sometimes when you look at confidence versus competencies and that even, you know, at times confidence can be more powerful because if you can give the impression you can do it, that can go a long way. Right, right, exactly, right. Because it, it, it builds trust that others have in you. And the truth of the matter is none of us know everything all of the time, but your boss or others in the organization want to have trust that you have the confidence to figure it out. And, and that's what it's all about, that, that you don't hesitate. Again, doesn't mean you have all the answers, but you're not afraid to figure it out. Well, let's get a little practical, maybe tangible, so people can really understand what we're talking about is maybe you could explain what does it look like when you're confident versus someone who is struggling with confidence? You know, when I think about a confident person, and I ask this question in my interviews, what does confidence look like? Because it can look different for different people. But Some of the common elements that I heard and that I've observed myself is confident people, first of all, they physically stand tall. You know, they stand straight. Their shoulders are back. They have good eye contact. They're comfortable looking at other people. They speak firmly or they speak assertively or clearly without hesitation confident people are not afraid to contribute to meetings. 
so they speak up. Confident people express their opinions. Confident people are willing to share their concerns or make recommendations. I would say a confident person smiles. A confident person takes risks. They admit mistakes. Uh, and they can speak to their contributions. They're not hesitant. It's not about bragging, but they're not hesitant to talk about what their strengths are and what their contributions might be. That's, that's what a confident person looks like. On the flip side of that, somebody that might be struggling with confidence, you can imagine is much of the opposite of what I just said, but, but more specifically, what I learned in my interviews when I asked bosses or, or leaders, when, when you say somebody's not confident, what does that look like? And they would tell me things like, well, the person seems hesitant. So that could be the tone of voice. That could be the word choice. That could be the volume. But they sound uncertain. Their body language may be closed off a bit, or they may be hunched over, which, again, gives an appearance of being closed off or unsure. They may not contribute much to meetings, or when they do, I heard this quite a bit, actually, in some of my interviews, they preface their contribution in some way that serves to diminish their comment. So they may say things like, this may not be a very good idea, but, or I'm not sure if I've got it right, but. So they diminish their comments before they say, before they make a contribution to a meeting. Um, their tone of voice or their words themselves may sound small or insignificant or, again, hesitant. So somebody who struggles with confidence they just may not speak fluidly with about their strengths. They may not be able to speak confidently. I saw this recently in a high potential program and in some pre-work, the participants were asked to identify one thing that is a real strength of theirs. And one person said, sadly, I can't think of anything. Aww. And I thought to myself, that's really unfortunate. That's an example, at least on the outside, that it might give the appearance of somebody who's struggling with confidence. They can't even speak about a strength or a contribution that they have. Mm, yeah. And, and I like in your book, you talked about too little confidence can make you come across being passive. And especially that right. comment about, you know, putting things on the table. I was just coaching uh, one of the people I work with. She was in a group of executives and she was saying, if you don't mind, I'd like to ask this question. And I was like, don't say that. But she didn't realize she was doing it. So some of the things we right. do that make us look not confident, we're not even aware of it, that can make us look passive. But then the other side is too much confidence. And I think as executive coaches, we probably both worked with this, is then those people come across as arrogant and people don't want to follow them either. That's right. That's right. Neither one of those spectrums are good. And, and again, it can look different for different people, but you don't want to be passive and you don't want to be overly aggressive. People don't want to work with people like that. And there is a sense of humility that, that is so endearing. So I'm not suggesting that people shouldn't be humble, but they shouldn't be passive or discount their own thoughts 
or their own contributions. That's not showing up confidently. Yeah. And you have a great chart that's in your book that talks about what does confidence look like? And maybe we could share it with our audience. It was almost like a a self-evaluation. Am I on this passive side? Am I confident? Or have I pushed it over the line and now I'm arrogant? So I think it's a really nice, concise way uh, to kind of do your own gut check as well. Nice. Yes, I'd be happy to share that. Good. I'm glad you found that helpful. So where do you think confidence comes from? Well, I think confidence can certainly come from our upbringing. You know, I come from a very large family. I'm one of nine children. And if you don't have confidence to speak up, you're going to get smothered. I've got experience with that. So I think that confidence can come from our upbringing. You know, having parents who encourage us to take risks or parents who encourage us to speak up or speak out. But some of us may not have have had upbringings like that or have parents like that. So I also think confidence can come in the workplace. It can come from mentors and managers and colleagues and other people who can inspire us and give us opportunities and help us to learn from our mistakes and stretch us when we don't think that we can do things. It has to come internally. I always say it has to start internally first and then manifest itself out. But I I do think that there can be important people in our lives that can help bolster and help us uh, strengthen our confidence. Yeah, I so agree. I was very blessed to, to have a dad that would tell me over and over again, you can do anything you decide you want to do. And so I believed him, you know, so, you know, <laughs> but I also have coached people who didn't have that support. And if anything, that is hindered, why they're not as confident. And, and so if there's listeners that say I can try these things, but I just can't get to that point. I think there's some great other avenues, whether it's under counseling or therapy. I worked with this fabulous lady, Gina Campbell, and she introduced me and really taught me about clean language and how you can use clean language in your coaching to help people uncover unconscious things that they've stored in their mind, in their body, whether it's through metaphors or or whatever. And uncovering those and being aware of them and releasing them can really help. So sometimes I think it might go a little bit deeper uh, than what, you know, a coach or a mentor can do in a workplace. I wanted to at least note that I know there's people out there that things have happened and they might need to work through those if they feel yeah, like they yeah. can't move to that next level. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. And that's why I specifically devoted some time in the book also to what managers can do to both build and tear down confidence in others. And it's really important because managers play a really important role in shaping, especially early in somebody's career. And, and they have a real opportunity to help people build their confidence, especially around mistakes and risks that people take. You and I both know that it only takes a couple of times of being berated for making mistakes and we stop taking risks. Those are times when we can start losing our confidence. So managers play a really important role in helping people to shape and, and strengthen confidence. Absolutely. I love that chapter too. So do you think men and women differ when it comes to confidence? What a great question. You know, 
I have been asked this question before, and I hate to stereotype, but I will be honest to say I do see examples of men and women expressing themselves differently at work, which can give the impression or the perception of being confident or not. So as an example, I find that men tend to let others know about their accomplishments more readily. Whereas women can give the appearance of being more humble. Women may see it as bragging. I interviewed several executive women for whom this was true. They saw it as bragging. And so they don't proactively talk about their accomplishments. And yet without it, it can really harm your ability to be successful in an organization. Or another example is, I find that men oftentimes will make suggestions or comments in a meeting without thinking it all the way through, or they just don't hesitate to make a comment. They seem confident about themselves and they just interject. Whereas women sometimes, and many of the women that I interviewed in the book, when I specifically asked them how they think about making comments or contributions in meetings, some of the women would say things like, well, I feel like I need to have the perfect answer or the perfect recommendation and think it through before I say it out loud to the group. Or they might, again, they might preface it with somebody, This something like this may not be right. So I think that men can tend to be a little bit bolder. I think women can tend to be a little bit more on the humble side which can give the appearance at times of not being as confident. I mean, I have certainly met and worked with many confident women and some men who have struggled with confidence. But I do think there are some ways that men do tend to show up just more bold, more willing to put it out there, which can make them look more confident. Yeah. And I remember going through some training where sometimes it can be our upbringing. And even if the games that boys would play versus girls. So sometimes it's just some conditioning that we've had in how we show up. And we've just, it's learned behaviors as well right. as, as cultural differences. So we did an episode, an earlier episode that talks about different cultures, you know, may not be as conducive to showing up confidently assertive as a successful U.S. corporate leader based on how they were raised. So, you know, it's kind of understanding that culture and yourself and making sure that you're fitting in the best way based on where you want to go and how you want to show up. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, I think there's great room for humbleness. I, I don't want to discount that at all. But, but at some point, you also have to just feel confident enough in yourself to take risks, to speak up, and to not discount your contributions. And so I think that's where men don't do that as often as women do, in my experience. And, and understanding it's not bragging, but it's letting people know the value that you bring and what you are capable of doing. And as I coach my leaders, the higher you go up in an organization, the top CEO, they really don't know who does the work. 
and they rely on information being given to them. And so if you have, you know, 15 minutes with one of your top leaders and they come into a meeting and they want to know what's going on and you don't say anything, you've lost that opportunity to educate them in regards to who you are, the value that you bring to that organization and can bring in future positions. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not about bragging. It's about informing. Yeah, I like that. It's about informing. Very good. Well, we have a lot of younger listeners that are just maybe starting their career or on the way up the corporate ladder. What advice do you have to those individuals on how you can be more confident and gain confidence earlier on in your career? Especially when you're working with those experienced people. It can be a little intimidating. (laughs) I don't know. Some of the young people that I've seen in action these days, I don't think they're intimidated by anyone. (laughs) What I would say for, for more junior people in their careers, first of all, have a learner mindset. Recognize that they're not going to know it all and they're not going to have all the answers, but know that they do bring talent, they bring strengths. And so Be a keen observer and learn from others. Have that learner mindset. The second thing I would do to help them strengthen and gain confidence is I would just encourage people to take initiatives, take chances. That's how they're going to learn and that's how they're going to gain confidence is by doing things and getting that experience. So asking to be part of committees, asking to be part of projects where they get exposure to other people, asking to learn more about the company, all of that will give them confidence. It will keep giving them that, that big picture. And then the third thing I'd suggest is don't be afraid to ask for feedback, both strengths. You know, we oftentimes say, tell me what I'm doing wrong. Start with the positive, ask for feedback around what do you see are my real strengths? And, You know, what is something that you've seen that I've done really, really well? And let that in. Let that soak in. And then ask for the constructive feedback. You know, what what can I do better or differently? So those are the things that I would say to folks. Have a learner mindset. Take chances and initiatives and seek feedback on a regular basis so that you continually learn and get insight uh, about your strengths as well as things you can continue to to work on. Terrific advice. Do you have any other suggestions maybe for somebody that's a little more seasoned on how they can show up as a confident leader? You know, I think a couple of things is they definitely have to speak up, first of all, I would say. So if it's not comfortable for you, take small steps. One person that I was coaching, I, we set a goal of you're going to make a contribution or ask one question in any leadership meeting that you're in. So even if it's small steps, but you have to speak up, you've got to feel more comfortable about sharing your point of view or moving the discussion forward. That's, that's showing confidence, making a recommendation or asking your, your boss for feedback, but practice the speaking up will help you with your confidence. You know, it's interesting. You'll speak up in a meeting and then look at the responses that you get. People aren't saying that was a stupid idea. And so 
let that resonate as well, because that will help with, with the confidence. The second thing I would say to people is be mindful of physically looking confident. For some people, it's hard for them to have eye contact in meetings or presentations or even speaking to a small group. So I would say work on that if that's something that you struggle with. Stand tall, have good eye contact, speak clearly. Um, the third thing I would have them think about is w think about your voice and the words that you use. So again, have that strong voice. Don't use hesitant words. If that's something that somebody's gotten feedback on, that they tend to diminish themselves or they tend to discount themselves, I would have them really work on not having any kind of a preface and beginning with, here's a thought I'd like to put on the table. So speaking confidently, using confident language. And then I'd say lastly is just get more comfortable about talking about your strengths, get more comfortable talking about the contributions you or your team has made. It's part of the speaking up again, but it's, it's being explicit about it, you know, whether it's in a one-on-one -on -one with your boss or you're giving a presentation to senior managers, don't be afraid to speak about what you've done really well, what you're proud of, and and as well as some of the things you're going to continue to work on because, you know, of course that shows humility, but just get comfortable talking about things you've done well and contributions that you've made. And I think if you can speak up, if you can be physically aware of how you're showing up, if you can be conscious of your tone and your words that you're using, and then be comfortable talking about your strengths, I think all of those things will help you show up as a really confident person. Yeah. Again, terrific advice. And having somebody who can give you that feedback, I think you talked about your personal board of advisors. And that's a great idea and a, a wonderful way to ensure that you're getting honest feedback is to ask people, how am I showing up? How do I yeah. look? Is there anything else I could do to be uh, more of a confident leader, to have that executive presence? Because it's hard to give feedback sometimes to people uh, on their opportunities. And when you have somebody who asks, and I tell my people, ask three different ways, you know, to get feedback. Because the first time, they might be a little hesitant, you know. So what else could I do to be more effective or to come across more confident or have a stronger executive presence? So having those people that will give you feedback on all of those critical components you talked about, to me, could be a game changer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't wait for your boss to give you feedback because a lot of bosses, either aren't good at giving feedback or think you already know. And chances are you may not. But if you need that assurance, and if you're struggling with confidence a little bit, you do. So I love that idea, Diana. Ask for the feedback and be specific about it. You know, I'm really working on making sure I show up confidently. Can you give me some feedback on how you think I do that? Yeah. And I think you referenced this in the book, and I know you and I have talked about it throughout our careers, how frustrating it can be to see somebody not getting the promotion that they deserve or getting that bigger 
job assignment or um, additional responsibilities or that big opportunity to do a big project because the leaders don't think that they are confident and able to do it. And, you know, once you get to know your employees, especially as our talent champions, and I'm sure they know of some people in their organization, it can be frustrating to see somebody not moving up and that person doesn't know why they're not moving up. Right, right. That's why confidence is so important because exactly what you've said, I've seen people miss promotions not because they're not smart and not because they're not experienced. It's because they're not showing up confidently. So one of the times that I see people not be confident is when they're going through something that is challenging. So how do you coach people to remain confident when they're going through a challenging situation? Well, we've all had challenging situations. I know I certainly have. And there have been times where I have lost my confidence, which is why I wanted to write this book. So there are three things that I have found helpful and that I would encourage people to do. Number one is to have perspective. One of the confident leaders that I interviewed was a very senior person. And he, when I asked him about a really challenging situation, he told me about a time when he lost a big client. And I asked him how he maintained his confidence despite losing this big client. And he told me that he reflected on it and he learned what he did wrong. And he reminded himself about the clients that he didn't lose mm. and that he was able to maintain. So again, it was about putting perspective on things and not just focusing on the negative, learn from it, but focus on the positive. The second thing I would encourage people to do is manage and watch their self-talk. The self-talk is so important. The things that we say to ourselves really can become the self-fulfilling prophecy. So it's not about being Pollyannish about it, but it's about being positive and constructive, which is why I loved about this senior leader when he said, I reflected on what I did wrong, but then he turned his self-talk to, yes, but look at all the clients that I've retained. So manage your self-talk with, here's what I've learned here are the things that I've done really well. Here's what I'm going to do differently. Not beating yourself up about a challenging situation. And then thirdly, it's that having that personal board of directors. We all need support systems. We all need people who will tell us the truth. We all need people who will encourage us and help kind of reach down and help us build, bring ourselves up with our bootstraps when we need it the most um, and help us put things in perspective. So, you know, we're all going to have challenging times and um, even confident people have really challenging times, but it's the ability to work through it and to move on that I think really helps us both maintain our confidence and grow from it. I'd love to go just a little bit deeper into this managing self-talk, because this is one that I think really catches a lot of people and can spiral downward if you're giving yourself negative self-talk. And I like in your book, right. you talked a little bit about this, this model. Can you give us a little bit more on that? Because I think it's very impactful. 
Well, the, the simplest way that I would describe it is think about self-talk as the thing that we say to ourselves, and then it goes into this tape recorder. And this tape recorder doesn't know if it's true or false. And then our behaviors are aligned with what that tape recorder has said. And so that's why it's important to make sure that we don't dwell on the negatives. We don't beat ourselves up because that then gets tape recorded and then our behaviors kind of show up in that same way. See, not very good at doing this. See, I screwed up again. And so the self-talk needs to be, that's why I say positive, but constructive. So the self-talk might say things like, wow, that was a challenging situation and I didn't handle that well, but I can learn from this and I'm going to do this differently next time because I know, how the, I know I have the capability of doing that. So it's about kind of making sure that we have balance and making sure that we don't spend too much time ruminating, but we reflect and we're constructive so that that tape recorder uh, is balanced. That, that's really how I think about it in a very simple way. That self-talk is so important. And just to liken it back to arrogance, what's important is, is not to think that I didn't make a mistake. I got this. This will never happen to me again. It's about being realistic about it, but understanding and, and reframing things in a way that you say to yourself, you say to that tape recorder, here's what I am good at and here's what I am going to do differently next time. That will help them align your behavior so your behavior is much more in line with how you want to show up next time. I love that. And, and I love the constructive feedback and having, I think that fits with that growth mentality too. So even though you may have done something that wasn't as successful is what did you learn from it? What will you do differently? And, and that should give you some energy to move past it you know, when things are challenging. Right. But, um, exactly. Great. Yeah. So I love asking this question uh, because we just hear some <laughs> wonderful things back is who has had the greatest impact on your professional life and why wouldn't you be where you are today without that person's influence? You know, I love this question too, because this person did have a big impact on me and it was a boss that I had when I was at Baxter and it was somebody that I was in a pretty senior role there. And I had a pretty big job and I made a mistake on something that would have been a very visible mistake. I happened to have recognized it before it became public. And I went to my boss and I said, um, you know what? I think I've really screwed up and I'm so worried about this. Oh my God. And my boss, did a couple of things really, really well. A, she didn't throw me under the bus. B, she maintained calmness and composure and said the most important thing is let's figure this out right now. You're right. I had missed some steps in, in terms of handling something. And so she walked me through how to fix it right here and, and right now. And she said, we'll debrief it later. But right now, the most important thing is let's get this back on the right track. 
And what I learned from that is that it didn't shatter my confidence because when we debriefed, she said, I happen to have been in a brand new role and I'd never been in a role like this before. And she said things like, you just didn't know what you didn't know. Mm-hmm. And what you did well was you came to me, you trusted your instincts, and you came to me seeking help rather than thinking that you could figure it out by yourself. And so she, she renewed my confidence in how to handle mistakes and how to ask for help. And the way that she debriefed with me really gave me so much confidence. It's one of the things that I learned from that. And I've said to other teams that I've managed in the future that it's one of the things that I have been very, very clear about and building trust in my teams. And I've always said to them, you know, we're all going to make mistakes and, and let's just make mistakes within the team before they get out. And the most important thing is to learn from that. But she could have very easily berated me. She could have told me how stupid I was, and she didn't do any of those things. And so what I really learned from that is we, we build confidence so much, not just from the good things that we do, but from the mistakes that we make and the challenges that we have and how we overcome them. I have found that can help build confidence oftentimes more than anything. Hmm. What a great perspective and, and, you know, how fortunate you were to have a boss like that and has shaped you because that's, as you were describing your boss, that's exactly how I see you interacting with colleagues, peers, people that work for you. So how wonderful that you played it forward and have helped other people grow and, and to write this book and to give back to the community. Well, she taught me a lot honestly, and I was very grateful for that because it it was a moment of truth. It could have been a disaster for me, honestly, and and really hurt my confidence. But the way that she handled it was brilliant. And I learned so much from her from that. So what final piece of advice do you have for our talent champions? I think about confidence like a bucket. There's no one experience, there's no one incident that builds or diminishes our confidence. It's this accumulation of small experiences over time that help fill up our confidence bucket, if you will. And so I would encourage talent champions to find ways to add to people's confidence bucket. So it might be pointing at a strength that you notice in somebody that they may or may not know for themselves, giving feedback to somebody about how well they handled a particular situation. Those things can help fill up somebody's confidence bucket. A talent champion could encourage somebody to take a risk. They may need that encouragement to go do it. Or it may be demonstrating confidence publicly by giving somebody a stretch assignment or publicly telling them that they think they can do it. Or like my boss, a talent champion could take the time to debrief a disappointment or debrief a setback with somebody so they get the right perspective 
and they learn from it and they don't lose confidence from it, but they gain perspective from it. So I think it's any of these small opportunities, these small moments of truth that our talent champions could take and uh, contribute to somebody's confidence bucket. I think there's lots of opportunities there. I love that analogy, the confidence bucket, and how can you add to other people's? And as we said earlier, how do you add to your own? And this concept of taking small risks, and when you take a risk and, and you did okay, then that's going to help you build that confidence. So I love those two pieces. Just great advice. Thank you so much for being part of our podcast and sharing expertise with our listeners. If our listeners want to get in touch with you or continue to learn more from you, how would they do that? I would love that, Diana. They can reach me at judy at brawnleadership.com. And they can check out my website, brawnleadership.com. Great. And I know you do a wonderful newsletter too, right? I do. If they want, if they're interested, I write a blog every month or every other month. They can go onto my website and just send me an email that they want to be on my blog. I would love to add them to my, to my list. Well, thank you. It's been such a pleasure having you as a guest and really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you, Diana. It's been my pleasure, and you can tell I'm passionate about the subject, so thanks so much for asking. Judy shared so many great insights. I wanted to sum up a few key points from this episode. If you're looking for more on the topic of building confidence in yourself or your teams, I highly recommend Judy's book, Show Up Confidently, Practical Strategies for Building Confidence Throughout Your Career. You can find it on Amazon, and we'll also share the link on our website, along with the written summary of the takeaways I'm about to share. Visit talent-champions.com and click on episode number 28 to get all of the information. A confident person shows confidence in his or her physical demeanor, including eye contact and clear, assertive speaking. Confident people contribute in meetings and group discussions, take risks, admit mistakes, and speak about their contributions. Someone who's struggling with confidence has closed off body language and is hesitant or reluctant when speaking. When they do contribute in meetings, they add qualifying statements that diminish their comments. They're unaware of their own strengths. At the opposite end of the spectrum is someone who's overly confident or arrogant. These people lack a sense of humility and can be very aggressive. Visit our website to download a chart from Judy that lays out a variety of behaviors along the confidence spectrum. Confidence can come from our upbringing, but managers and peers can also play a critical role in boosting your confidence. Men and women tend to differ in the ways they express confidence, and these differences can be cultural as well. Judy consistently reinforced the need to stay humble, but also to take risks, speak up, and make your value known. You can gain confidence by fostering a learner mindset, taking initiative, and getting involved in new areas, and regularly asking for feedback. If these are difficult, start by resolving to speak up more often and be more mindful of your physical appearance and voice. How are you coming across? When you're in a challenging situation that diminishes your confidence, 
Examine your self-talk. If you've made a big mistake or experienced a failure, remind yourself of past successes. Learn from what went wrong and move forward with new knowledge about how to do better in the future. Keep your self-talk balanced and constructive. Perpetual ruminating on your failures will produce more failures in the future. What can you learn from what went wrong? What will you do differently next time? Confidence is a bucket that is filled through small, incremental experiences. Actively seek ways to fill the confident buckets of the people around you. Give feedback, encourage someone to take a risk, and take the time to debrief when things don't go as planned. Join us in two weeks when I'll be talking with someone whose work had a significant impact on my career as a leader, Bev Kay, the author of Help Them Grow or Watch Them Go. We'll be discussing ways to engage, develop, and retain employees. You can sign up to receive an email notification on our website, talent-champions.com, or subscribe in your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening to Talent Champions with Diana Thomas. Be sure to check out the full Franklin Covey Podcast Network by searching Franklin Covey on your favorite podcast provider.